we go. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Hey, dudes, you all right? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, pretty good. I know it's only been uh, probably a couple of hours since we last saw each other doing um, some interval yeah. sessions on the seafront, but I just wanted to give you a, a warm welcome and say thanks so much for agreeing to come on and uh, and co-host this introduction for me, just to make it a little bit more pleasant for the listeners. Okay, well, I've, I've never thought that something I could do would make things more pleasant for people, but I appreciate the <laughs> enthusiasm. <laughs> you're too, you're far too modest, Dave. Far too modest. How's that? How's it all? How's it all going? How's it all hanging together? I, I believe at the moment you're you're in the process of cooking some food, so we may we may hear a few clunking noises. Yeah, well, I've I've left uh, my mother and Heather actually inside. One of them's making chapatis and the other one's shelling some broad beans and we're going to do some kind of like improvised curry type affair. So um, it's all in good hands at the moment. So it's good. Oh, lovely. So is lots a, of food to replace. Vegetarian curry? Yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It will be a bit kind of uh, a little bit of a experiment, which curries are find always are if you don't fo- follow a recipe, but it should be lush. So one of my favourite things good. to eat, especially after today's interval session, which I thought I was going to either pass out or vomit at. So I don't know how you felt. <laughs> I felt it exactly the same way. But you, do you know what? It's like it's. I think um, what I said to you earlier, and I sent you a message afterwards, just saying you know it's so much better to kind of share those sessions and share the pain. It it helps. It helps not only get you to the end, but I think um, it's just a far more enjoyable experience knowing that the, everyone's suffering around you. Is that is that like yes. horrible to say? Is that is that pretty? No, annoying? no, it's good. No, no, we we all feed off off each other's suffering, don't we? So that's fine. I mean, I think from my point of view, it's much. It was really nice to have someone that's a little bit faster that can kind of keep me going. So, I don't know if your point of view was someone that was uh, trying to drag along someone a little bit slower, maybe. <laughs> well, no. I, I, I do not. I think at the moment, Dave, Dave is honestly there's not, there's not much in it because uh, I'm, I'm still kind of getting back into the swing of things and stuff. But I thought that um that session was really interesting. We did today. It was it was kind of thirty for those listening. It was thirty by thirty seconds with thirty second rest afterwards. So you were pretty much running. I think we were kicking off on the minute every every minute. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was sort of twenty 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 five minute warm up, wasn't it? And then a then a bit of a cool down mm. afterwards. But it's it's sort of um, I found it quite interesting to see at what point in that in the thirty second speed did my form start to fall apart a little bit. Because I know soon okay. I start to go too fast, then it becomes a little bit forced and everything feels a bit difficult. But there, there's definitely a point of, you know, like of, of decent running form going on there. So, yeah. Mm. So, 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 where, so whereabouts? Like obviously that was that was 15 um, individual reps. If you look at it in terms of how many we did, when 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 did you kind of like start start thinking? Oh my goodness, um, I'm starting to like fade here. Well, it was, I think, the last 10 where I started, where my, my lungs started to go. I don't know about you, but um, <laughs> I think that there was, there, I remember the first time I did it, I started to suffer when I did one too quickly. And then I would, as a result, do the next one or a couple after that a little bit slower. Uh, as okay. and, and you sort of suffer as a result of a little bit too kind of, too much kind of, I don't know, sort of eagerness to go go really really fast so there's definitely a sweet spot i think of doing it in in this zone where you're going fast enough to get the benefit out of it whilst holding good form Mm. and i mean i'm an ultra shuffler so going going fast (laughs) for me is just not kind of it's not natural to me and i you're you're much quicker than i aren't you so um you look like you hold it much better from, (laughs) from my point of view 
Yeah, like maybe maybe for those sessions a little bit. Like I I've trained with um with faster faster people than myself when I'm running at work, and it's I always find it's quite good to kind of have somebody in front, or um it kind of helps you just as much to to kind of feed off off of them or try and keep up try and keep a certain pace behind them. And there's there's other runners I I run with who are always in front as well. But it's it's interesting the form thing, uh, Dave, because it's like you know it's those kind of sessions where you want to. At, at some point when you feel like you're breaking yourself down more where you've got to really pull yourself together and kind of focus on keeping your stride yeah. good keeping your arms good and just kind of keeping it together and it kind of helps not only physically but i think mentally as well it's a it's a really good exercise in itself yeah definitely definitely i mean i've i've had to have an assessment recently because i've just noticed start to get some more niggles so i thought i'd go and have a bit of a gait analysis and i've got a yeah. really weak right hip and as a result my left arm starts to compensate for that so um actually sort of finding out what good running form is and then trying to concentrate on that a little bit when you're doing the faster stuff is kind of quite helpful just keeping that left arm in and trying to drive a little bit better but yeah it was all good it was good it was good fun and especially in this heat I don't know how you yeah, found it, but always oh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I suffer badly in the heat, man. I, I just always I just you know you run past the the coffee cup and you run past uh, South Sea Beach Cafe and I all I can all I can see is the drinks in the refrigerator and I'm just I just want to <laughs> I just want to dive into the refrigerator during yeah. time. Yeah. Like but I had um yeah. I had a, I had like a, almost like a, a mini epiphany today during that session and it's the first time I've run a, a 30 by 30 second. But I found that um. I was kind of so I'm reading a mindfulness book at the moment, inspired by by a friend of mine, Jason Skero, who's been who you know has been on the show as well. Yeah, um, yeah. He started meditating recently, so I picked up my mindfulness book and I'm reading through it. And I found that during those 30 second breaks, if I wasn't yeah. being mindful about the time, about using yeah. the time just to recover and stuff, and I was I was worrying too much about the next set coming, I was actually finding that the the slot was going a lot quicker. So I almost wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, it felt it felt like there was no recovery when I was worrying about the next set. So I kind of started focusing a little bit on my on my breathing and my form during the recoveries as well as as well as the ons and found that it felt like a little bit more of a rest period. So that was that was yeah. interesting. That's something I took away yeah. from today's session. I mean that's such, yeah, a, all... that's such a great that's such a great lesson of life, isn't it, about how we cope with anxiety. I mean, being a mm. mental health nurse, if you look at people how how 30 seconds can feel like an incredibly long time for some people if they're kind of like if, you know if they're highly stressed or highly anxious and being able to kind yeah, of yeah. cope with anxiety to make things feel a little bit easier it's you know it's, yeah. it's true of running as it true as is it is of real life so mm, it's quite, that's quite interesting absolutely yeah this is how the how the how the threads of um of, of running conversations kind of span out into into everyday life and practice it's um it's really interesting. I could sit, I could sit and chat about this for ages. But Dave, um, uh, also you're obviously, um, I, I think we mentioned when when we did our interview that you're in the band that uh, did the intro music or allowed us to use the intro music uh, from yeah. one of your one of your tracks. Um, yeah, ha- that's so awesome, man. I, I tell you what, that music, whenever I hear it now, it just kind of like gets me going, and I think it's become like a real kind of sticking point with the podcast, which is great. So, uh, yeah. so thanks again uh, for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll, I'll make sure that I get my royalties one day off of that. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it. When, when we're making billions and billions. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> so, so yeah, listen, um, I didn't want to take too much of your time, obviously, because I know you're cooking and stuff, but um, I really appreciate you coming on and kind of like having this this short discussion and hopefully it makes yeah. the intros uh, a, a bit more interesting for everybody. And yeah. uh, But we're going to move across into the interview now, um, which uh, you, I'm sure you'll you'll hear if you if you get to listen to it yourself. But uh, thanks again and good luck with, no the, with the curry and hopefully no visits to Jalfrazy Jungle tomorrow if it's too spicy. No, hopefully not. <laughs> maybe that's one for another podcast <laughs> awesome Dave cool. listen take care look after yourself and chat right. soon then. yeah Cheers. take it easy please. bye my guest this week is Noelle McHugh Noelle is a Portsmouth jogger and we get to chat all about her running story which started um, around about 2009 uh, and we spoke about all sorts of um, events and races from uh, park runs to, to marathons including marathons like Abingdon, Paris, uh, and also a few uh, ultra trail events as well. Uh, so please uh, enjoy the podcast. Uh, I had real good fun chatting to Noelle, and it was great to hear her story. Um, and I hope you're all well, and running's all going good for everybody out there. Look after yourselves, and speak soon. Bye-bye. Hi, Noelle. Welcome to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. Uh, how are you keeping? I'm good, thank you. It's uh, nice to speak to you on this um, lovely sunny day. It is indeed, isn't it? It's uh, it's, it's lovely. I was I was going to ask you if you'd actually been out uh, been out running today or, or this week in the in the beautiful uh, sunshine we've had. Yes, um, today was a bit of a squeezing in run um, in between working right. from home, and I literally just had half an hour, so I thought just take the dog with me a quick five k, and I managed to. Thought I'd go up Farlington Avenue just to, for a bit of a workout, just a quick 5k and back back to work. But sometimes it's just nice to get out, really, with no reason, just for the fact that you've got out. So I'll do something yep. a bit longer the weekend. Cool, cool. A 5k, a 5k which includes Farlington Avenue is never an easy 5k. So that, yeah, that, it's not. Farlington it's Avenue's come workout. up so many times. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a it's such a killer of a hill, isn't it? It's uh, it's one of those notorious roads that's so well known in the area. It is, and I don't live very far from it, so I've got no excuse not to be doing it. Perfect, perfect. I, t- I tell you, what, I wish I lived closer to the hills, because for me, it's a it's a kind of 10k run to get to any hills, unless I drive. So uh, sometimes Absolutely. I do wish I was there, and then obviously when you're on the hill running it, you think, oh, I'm actually I'm actually glad I live I live uh, down by the by the beach. Yeah. It's nice and flat. <laughs> well, we lived. I'm so, I'm so in South- Yeah, yeah we on. lived in Southie for many years, and so now we're up on the hills, so there's no excuse not to do any hill work. Cool, perfect, perfect. I mean, it's 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 the perfect training ground, really, because you're obviously getting the strength in the legs during the runs as well. It's almost it's almost ideal, and and you get the views as well. So you get to you get to look over Portsmouth, going, oh yeah, I used to be down there running running flats of pancake, and now I'm up here, Absolutely. top of the world. The view, <laughs> the view's always great up there. It is nice, yeah. I'm so pleased you could come on finally because um, I realized it was ages ago that I asked if you would um, come onto the podcast. I think it was at the Pebble Dash um, at the right. beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. yes new year's isn't it the um yep. tony's famous pebble dash to he was catch up with lots of people there yeah i know it's it, that's such a good event as well it's been it's been mentioned on a few of the uh the interviews as well and it's uh, i really enjoy that event obviously the medal you get is is a is a pebble pebble dash uh, yes. uh but it's yes yeah, it's such a kind of fun kind of you know just a just a nice easy run along the beach really and you kind is, of do what you want and, with it but, um, yeah I think this year, I think my son came with me and the dog as well. So we did the short 5K version, but it's nice to do the 10K as well. Although a bit of a mm. killer on the legs when the um, uh, when you're running on the shingles. 
oh, it is, isn't it? It's absolutely, it's, yeah, it's a nightmare running on there sometimes. I, you know, you, you just, I almost, I look at the promenade going, oh, please, can I just, please, can I just go on there for a little while? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah. I, I see. Well, it, it made me, um, it, it made me chuckle a little bit when you, uh, when you wrote to me last week and you, you kind of, you know, put together your, your running history and kind of like, you know, you mentioned dates that you'd remembered. And, and at the end of the, the email, you, you wrote, I feel really old now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've just realised how long I've been running and you don't realise, do you, as you kind of keep on doing it and you think, oh, actually, I've been going for quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I feel the same way. You know, you kind of you look back and you almost I, for some strange reason in my mind, I, I kind of think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still a relatively new, new runner and I'm, I'm just fooling myself because I have been doing it for, yeah, for probably 13 years now. So, yeah, it's, it's quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> you don't realise um, until you get a chance to look back at your medals and all the things that you've done, actually. Yeah, and I always say that you know it's been an interesting experience for for everyone coming on because um, you, you don't always kind of look back like you know through everything that you've been through and as as a runner and it's only when you kind of piece it together in an email or write it down that you know you think wow gosh I've actually I've actually done a fair bit so That's I mean your right. your running history is amazing you've got you've done so many marathons so many races which we'll we, you know we'll get into a few of but I thought maybe like a good place to start would um would maybe just to be uh, maybe give you, the listeners a like an idea of who you are your full name where you're from maybe just like a small little intro about your yourself and your running absolutely um um so I'm Noelle McHugh I now live up in Farlington but lived in Southsea for many years um yep. I've been a member of um, Portsmouth Joggers for oh quite a few years I can't actually remember when I first joined but a good probably about 10 years or so. So I've ran um, lots and lots of the local races, the Hampshire League races, done quite a few marathons as well. And now I'm just enjoying kind of running for what running is, doing races here and now and getting the kids involved in running and running with the dog and just enjoying being out and about. Fantastic, fantastic, and 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 you say getting the kids involved in the running as well because I've, I've I've seen you guys a few times at uh, Eastney Junior Park Run. Is, is that right? The, the kids enjoy That's that one. That's right. They um they started off there. Um, my oldest son worked all the way through getting all his bands and his ultramarathon bands and everything, and he's loved Lovely. all that, being able to get certificates. Um, and then we moved on to the Great Run Local as well because then he kind of graduated to the 5Ks, but then Brilliant. my youngest could do the 2Ks as well. So it was a bit of everything, really. And, um, yeah, they've enjoyed it. They've actually um, – they did a garden marathon at the beginning of the lockdown. Fantastic. My children. Um, so we one day we worked out how many laps of the garden one mile would be, and it was 50 laps. And they mm-hmm. decided that they would do a marathon. And my oldest did it in about 10 days. And my youngest took about, he did a half marathon. So they'd go out and do a mile about two or three times a day. And they'd record it and they'd wear my watch and put it on Strava. And they managed to raise quite a bit of money for the NHS. So that was a really nice, nice thing to get us through the beginning of lockdown. That is brilliant. That's that's so that's so amazing. And, I, I you know, I've seen so many um, people doing kind of challenges and stuff, but especially for the for the kids doing them I, I just think it's brilliant and you know it must be really motivating and inspiring absolutely um, and you know them. kids are quite competitive and they like to know mm. their times and that's why I think parkrun is nice they've got something to work towards haven't they yeah my oldest son is missing parkruns yeah I, I bet I know we've had we've had like a lot of messages um through to, to Eastie Juniors and I know I've seen a lot of stuff online with people saying how much they miss that Sunday morning 
um it's a it's a real shame but hopefully you know we get back to it when once uh, once normal whatever yes. that is uh, comes back absolutely yeah yeah but like you say at least these these challenges are great because it kind of keeps keeps the running motivation going and keeps kids active and absolutely um, yeah no it's, it's it's been really good but i've i don't know if you know but i've started recently um uh doing like a mini podcast episode for the children so perhaps maybe one day uh one oh, day the boys or one of the boys want to come on and yeah they can come tell us all yeah, about the uh, the garden marathon and how it was absolutely that sounds good i'll be like mom made me run a marathon <laughs> <laughs> so uh noel does your is your husband a runner too um he does go out and do runs um mainly for fitness if you believe it or not he'll go and do a park run but he won't bother um taking his barcode because he's not interested in the time um okay. <laughs> which is unknown for runners i mean he's done the great <laughs> yeah. south run and he's even done one marathon but i think that's probably it for him he's um okay. he's quite proud of the fact though that um he is reigning champion in our house of the Great South Run because um, we both took part. I think when my old, my second son was five months old, we both entered the Great South mm-hmm. Run and he beat me. So he now says he's the uh, Great South Run champion of the house. <laughs> oh, now, now did, did he beat you that year or was he actually beaten your, your, your PB at 10 miles? No, he just beat me that year. He's not, he's not okay. beating my PB. So yeah, that's it. He's retired from it now. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Because I, you know, I'm just thinking about that. I was thinking, wow, he's he's definitely definitely quick. Because I've got all your <laughs> all your PBs listed here, and I'm yeah. I'm seeing your 10 mile PB time is 67:45. So that that's rapid. <laughs> oh no, he's not beaten that quite yet. No. Brilliant. Okay. He's getting so to I was just, I was just trying to get an idea of yeah, go. Yeah. He's getting to a stage where my son's actually beating him on a park run, so he's getting a bit cross with that. Okay. It, it's actually incredible. Like, I see a lot of the juniors kind of come through and, and you know, their parents are often having to put shout outs for, for under 11s just to say, you know, can anybody run with my child because they they're, they outrun me now. Yeah, uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I think when they get to the age of eight, nine, ten, they're, they're so speedy. I mean, that's happened to us once before we've asked somebody to, to run with Leo because uh, I was running with my youngest and we've got halfway round and he's left them behind and run off so it's uh, quite oh, wow. difficult <laughs> mm. yeah it's, it's it's a tricky thing to kind of manage but yeah like you say you have you just have to keep asking people to uh, to pace the, the kids when they get too quick so pretty Absolutely. impressive um Until with, with everything going down with yeah with everything going down with the lockdown and, and covid and and all that stuff um I know people have had races cancelled all over the place and clubs club training nights aren't happening or, or at least the way the way they were and people are meeting up kind of doing social distancing runs um what's your current training block i'll call it a block looking like and, and what are you focused yes. on right now or are you just running day to day well obviously at the beginning um it was the big question as to is london going to be happening so that's what i would have been training for um obviously it started in january and then obviously that looked very unlikely so then that was on pause um we're still kind of waiting for that although not very hopeful at the moment so it was a case of just kind of try and maintain going out three and four times a week really and just put the focus on you know just rain running for enjoyment and running for you know keep fitness going um obviously mm, since we've cool. been allowed Absolutely. to run with someone else that has made the whole thing um a lot better i'm back running with um my friend rachel that we normally do all our training runs with so we'll meet up okay on the weekend and we'll do anything between about 10 miles and a half marathon just to keep the distance sticking over really um and then we did a half marathon last weekend just to kind of keep ticking over till about 
end of June, July, and then that you know would normally be we'd start training for London if it's happening in October. But that's still up in the air, I think. I know, and I'm you know I'm seeing I'm seeing races get cancelled later later and later in the year now. I think the Great North Run was cancelled, which is pretty close to the Great South Run that's as well. That's right. So. I, I mean, know. kind of deep down, I think I can't see London happening really, but mm. um, you know that's life. You can't kind of put all your eggs in one basket you've just got to you know keep them going so I'll probably just over the summer keep doing what I've been doing really just keep a good base level of fitness and keep going out up to about half marathon distance really that's it that's it and I, I think the one one of the important things is is you know it's it, it is it is just running but I'm um, in the same way you can go out and do a marathon yourself and um, make make a big deal about it you know you can you can I guess you can like run for a charity like like your children did their garden marathon or you can just go out with some friends or you can make like a uh, you know a challenge of it in, in your own kind of way you know I've seen people doing marathons up and down hills and marathons around swimming pools and all sorts of stuff so that's um, right it's all a, so it's, it, it's it's the running that always kind of remains there for you and, and you're able to do it so whether or not it's it, part of a big event like London it's a shame absolutely. it's 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 not going to be there but at least the running's still there exactly running still there is still free we still get to do what we enjoy doing and we can do it with a few people at the moment so i kind of still feel pretty lucky really yeah i know a whole new appreciation for it uh noel before before we um we go into like races and and kind of start drawing the timeline can you remember when you when you first started running and and how you kind of you know got into it yes um i didn't you know i didn't come to it that early I think I was in mid-20s really um I um I think I did my first race um with a friend from uni we decided we were going to train for the Great South Run but um before that as a child um I don't particularly remember going out running it's not really something that kind of happened back then I remember being quite sporty um and my dad was a runner so he always I would always get taken out on bike rides and just you know lots of just general sport um, I was born in France, so I lived there till I was 11. So it was lots of, you know, outdoor activity and children are quite encouraged to do lots of sports there. Um, mm-hmm. My dad um, was actually um, uh, 800 metre champion in his youth. He He's Moroccan and um, he ran uh, in Morocco. So I think at the back of my mind, I kind of always thought that running would be something that I might like or be good at. But it kind of yep. um, never really I kind of never really had the opportunity to do it so much in just a few races at sports day and things like that. Um, but then, yes, in my 20s, um, I think it was a great South run in 2005. I trained with yeah. my friend and we ran it together and I kind of finished thinking, oh, I think I could, you know, I could possibly have gone a little bit faster than that. And I think it just went from there, really. I think the few years after that, eventually I decided that um, I would try and do a half marathon. And that mm-hmm. was um, the New Forest Marathon. I think maybe I must have looked on Runners World website and looked for local races. And that one came up, which um, was really enjoyable, but actually quite tough. I don't know if you've ever done it, but it's quite, um, I think it's in September. So the weather's still quite warm and a lot of it's quite open to to the heat and everything. Yeah. So that was that was quite a tough first half marathon. But I came out of that enjoying it and um, I then for the next few years I think I did a few other great south runs and I might have joined the joggers Portsmouth joggers at some stage okay. and um, okay. then I 
got introduced to more local races, to the kind of Hampshire League races. And obviously, once you join a club, people encourage you to go along to races and it's a day of it and you can, um, you know, you meet up afterwards and things like that. So there was mm. that whole side of it. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it started out that way, really. Okay, so yeah, so it sounds like you got really into the the, the distance pretty quickly then, having done done New Forest half, and I think you said you also did the same that same year, the Paris Marathon as well. That's right. Well, I was always attracted more to the long distance because that's kind of what I enjoy doing, really, the kind of long, slower run. Um, and um, the Paris Marathon came about really um, with uh, two other friends, kind of a drunken conversation in a pub one friday night shall we do a marathon we looked we found one um in paris we thought oh we'll make a weekend of it um my husband who wasn't my husband at the time came along as like support crew thought oh, this will be great a nice weekend away and then um obviously i did train for it i um i kind of was reading a lot of runners world at the time so i'd worked out that you need to kind of gradually increase your long runs and things like that okay um and so I kind of did that, but I wasn't really kind of training properly. I would say I wasn't doing any speed work or anything like that. I was just going out maybe three yep. times a week and just gradually building up the distance, really. Um, and then I had a bit of a disaster five weeks before because I started running and suddenly I had this searing pain in my left knee, which was um, my IT band, which is a classic mm-hmm. kind of beginner injury. Yeah. Um, so I went to see a physio who kind of looked at me and said, there's no way you're doing the marathon in five weeks. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so I was a bit kind of, I was a bit put out because I thought, well, I've done all this training, you know, what can I do? So he said, well, we'll we can massage it. Um, I don't know if you've ever had your IT band massage, but it's very, very painful. No. Uh, and, um, you, cause it's not a muscle. Um, so when they massage it, you come out with, half your leg black and blue bruised because they've had to kind of work so hard on it and he said you can do stretches so I religiously stretched three times a week and had it massaged for about three weeks and didn't do any running whatsoever and then I went back to see him and he said oh it's a lot better and um, I think I managed to do 12 miles two weeks before and I thought well I'm just going to do the marathon and see what happens Oh, cool. And how did it go on the day with all with all that that happened to you kind of five weeks before the racing? Because I was going to say that was almost like the perfect taper, but it's probably a bit yeah, far probably out a for, bit for a bit long. Um, well, I guess your first marathon, you've got nothing to um, compare it to, have you? Mm. So you can just almost just go for it and just see how you feel. There's no pressure or anything. And I just kind of took it steady and just ran it and ran it quite evenly. I didn't seem to hit a wall, which a lot of people talked about. And I just um finished it I think it was three hours 50 so I was you know people told wow. me that's pretty good for a first marathon that's so very good pretty pleased really <laughs> that's excellent so, maybe, maybe like with the pressure off a little bit it was um it, it yes. kind of I think sometimes you go in with that pressure that you've trained really well and you should you your brain's almost saying to you you know you should have a really really good time with this but then if you go in the other way where you're like I'm probably going to suffer and then you don't it's 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 almost like the perfect Absolutely. race Absolutely, and when you've never run a marathon you haven't you almost don't know do you so you don't know to look at your pace you're just almost running it on Mm. feel which is how you should be running anyway so yeah you know I guess that's what I did I ran on feel and that was good so I was pretty pleased with that excellent wow yeah I I wanted I wanted to step back a quick because um 
uh, earlier on before you before you spoke about your your half marathon and joining the club and Paris marathon you'd said that your dad was um the Moroccan 800 meter champion and you said that was a that was as a junior he ran he ran there that's right and um I remember a story of um I think um so he had three brothers and they were all runners and they didn't have much money so they used to just run barefoot on the beach and okay. um when he ran his he won that first race he the prize was a pair of trainers so I think you know they were just so so pleased with it and um I know that my uncle and my and my dad they all ran quite a bit in their youth so mm-hmm. I kind of always kind of thought at the back of my mind that that would be something that that I would enjoy doing yeah yeah is, is, Although, is your is your dad still with us uh, yeah, he lives in Morocco now. I don't think he runs anymore, but my uncle still goes out and runs. So I think, you know, it's okay. one of those things, if you maintain it, you can still do it. Um, I'm much oh, yeah. more of a liking of a distance runner than the yeah, short, short stuff. Yeah, for sure. So there's yeah, a, a difference there. But you've got it's nice that you've kind of carried on the running and you've got that you've got that kind of inspiration to, to, to draw from with with running being in yeah. the family that's that's lovely that's great did, did you ever did you ever have you ever seen um your dad run or um, any uncles run or been to any races that they've done uh well no I went to um my uncle now lives in Oxford and um last year I went up to Oxford to do to try out do the um Oxford half marathon and he came to cheer me on which was really nice um oh, brilliant. it was pouring down with rain the whole time which <laughs> wasn't that enjoyable but um yeah it was nice to, for him to come and see me Oh, fantastic, fantastic. And I've also done um, the Abingdon Marathon, which is near Oxford, and they came to watch me there as well. Yeah, I'm, do you know, I'm very keen to ask you about Abingdon, which I'm, I'm, I think I've, I've, I've made some notes on to ask you later on, because I think, yeah. you know, that, that Abingdon Marathon comes up with us being in the south here as one to, to definitely get to if you want to try a, a fast, Absolutely. flat course. Yeah. I don't have a uh, very good memory of Abingdon, I'm afraid, though. <laughs> oh, really? Because <laughs> you're right. How, how, it's, a, it's, um, it's a really flat course. It's quite hard to get into because it sells out really quickly. But um, it's the first marathon I did after having my children. And I think my youngest was about, he was like 18 months. So obviously the training had been fairly minimal. It was kind of what I could squeeze in. And I hadn't done, I think I'd only done about two really long runs. But I was determined that I would do a marathon again. And, um, well, I mean, I mean I, obviously I did it and it was fine, but I kind of hit the wall. It was the first time I really hit a wall in the marathon. I got to 16 miles and I thought, oh, my goodness, I've got 10 miles to go and I don't, I've got nothing in the tank. And it was a real kind of eye opener because I, I had all these jelly babies, people were handing out jelly babies that was shoveling in. It was making, having no effect because obviously mm. once you hit the wall, that's it. You can't really. So I kind of shuffled my way in the last 10 miles. Um and then when you come into the town at the end, they don't close the road. So you're kind of just dodging the general public, which makes it quite hard at the end of a marathon. Yeah. But, you know, it was a lovely stadium finish and I somehow managed a 30 second PB. So I managed a 349 wow. at that marathon, having hit the wall. So I was pleased with the time, but I wasn't pleased with how the marathon had gone, if you see what I mean. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's remarkable, actually. You know, the human body's got. You know, I guess there must be, you know, tens of thousands of different factors playing playing Absolutely. a part together, going on inside the body for a marathon. And sometimes you can be so well prepared in, in your training and stuff, but a combination of things, whether it's external environmental factors or maybe things you've done that week that your body didn't didn't agree with, Absolutely. can all kind of it, it, it all just comes together on the day, and you're gonna 
have a good race or a bad race or a race and you know and I've, I've had um, the same thing it's hard to be disappointed in yourself when you've done a marathon because it hasn't gone the way you wanted it you know at the end of the day it's still the distance and there's still an achievement and I think you know you've got to remind yourself that yeah absolutely good so so I guess like drawing drawing the timeline a little bit 2005 to 2009 is kind of where we've where we've been discussing yeah. uh, the majority of, of the running so far but um, I made a note of saying um, around about 2009 uh you were you joined the Portsmouth joggers then yes I think it was around that time yes that's right um possibly after the marathon to try and you know understand a little bit more about training plans and things like that yeah um it was quite different then um obviously it's really all-inclusive now the joggers at the time then there probably wasn't as many kind of women running and the people doing the speed work seemed to be the kind of scary proper runners if you see what I mean it so can that seem that way sometimes yeah yeah it was a little bit daunting whereas now it's not it's not like that at all everybody runs and everybody does speed work and it's you know I think it's come a long way running clubs since then mm-hmm. so, so 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 you were saying when you joined back then there, there was there were groups going out and doing intervals and stuff and that just kind of seemed a little bit kind of like well it what, seemed a bit daunting I'm, I'm... to me yes it seemed a bit oh I'm not sure if I can do that and I was still kind of a new runner so I'd still be a bit oh, I'm not sure if I can go tonight if it's raining, you know, that kind of attitude. So, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, don't, you, don't be, you don't want to be a fair weather runner, Noel. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not like that now, but um, yeah, so I was kind of a bit hit and miss going, um, going to joggers, but I did enjoy, you know, going to the different races and talking to people mm. and um, things like that. Okay, good. Did you, um, like, what kind of added benefits did, did joining, uh, like, the running club inject into your own running? I think, think um, was, it, was, was it like more structure? Yes. After I did that Abingdon marathon, I went back to the joggers properly and I thought, right, I'm going to follow a proper marathon plan. And um, Tony Conway that you mentioned at the beginning always produces a spring and an autumn marathon plan for everybody to follow. So after the Abingdon, I thought, right, I'm going to mm-hmm. just do his plan print it off on the fridge and you know I'm going to do it and stick to it and actually you know it's just three sessions a week your speed work on a Tuesday a kind of longer run eight to ten miles on a Thursday and then your long run on the weekend and yeah so I we entered Paris again after the Abingdon I did it with a friend and yeah we just tick off the runs on the schedule and um yeah I mean that showed massive improvement I think I did 331 six months later um wow. in Paris so that that was down to basically you know following a structured plan gosh like 20 20 or so minutes um yes. off of your your previous PB that's amazing yeah so I think you know it just goes to show what speed work can do even for the marathon distance and you know just a bit yeah. of structure absolutely did you did you have any favorite sessions back then that you did with the joggers can you can you remember kind of doing your first your first speed work sessions and, and what they were yeah, all about my I must say uh, my favorite speed work session is um the mar reps it's probably not everybody's favorite but for Ooh, me if you can get it they are hard but because you only do four or five of them they feel that they're over quicker and also yeah for me, if I can get four or five at a certain pace, then I, I know exactly what pace I can do in a 10-mile race. I think it's a really good preparation for that kind of distance, you know. If you can do a certain mm. pace on the reps, you know what you can do on the day. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, it does prepare you well. 
prepare you and all I for don't, sure. I don't enjoy the short stuff, I must say. You know, whenever I see the 400 metres, I kind of cringe and think, oh, no, I don't like it. Yep. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's a, it's a, it's a very, very different kind of uh, kind of training for sure. Um, that's good. That's, that's interesting right. though, because yeah, mile reps, I always, you know, if I see them on my plan or somebody else has suggested doing them, I, my stomach always goes, you know, oh, I'm not looking forward to that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh, I guess everyone has a, their own favourite set, favourite. Um, Absolutely, and that's why I've always found the 5k distance so hard because it feels, you know, it just makes you feel so it's so hard, isn't it? Whereas a long race, a 10 mile, is kind of something that you feel you can sustain over a longer time. Whereas a 5k makes you feel a bit sick sometimes, doesn't it? Oh, it definitely does. Yeah, it's proper like it's proper kind of concentrated squashes to oppose not as opposed to not not so concentrated squash everything all the pain is just condensed into that into yes that, you know 20 minutes and i think um i'm better with kind of like prolonged slightly less pain than uh, the short hard pain yeah that that's actually probably a really good um lead into you taking part in the the ultra trail walker 100 kilometers because yeah I, I was going to ask um I, I guess someone in the club asked you to do that or you or you saw it yourself and wanted to enter it but did you do yes. different legs of that or did you do the whole yeah, 100k yeah we did um so the two friends that did paris with me and another friend so four of us decided that um we'd give it a try because i think there was a group of joggers who did it the year before in that year and we thought yeah. oh we thought we could do it as a kind of challenge and i think i was i was turning 30 that summer so it was a kind of I'm turning 30 challenge um no we did the whole thing and the plan was uh we would run the flats and the downs and we'd just walk the hills um yeah. and we did yep. um so training wise we did we just entered a few marathons basically and treated them as training runs so we did the Brighton Marathon that year South Downs Marathon um and just a couple of other really you know long runs but nothing further than the marathon really and then um yeah, and we had um, like all our friends came on the day as support crew, and we had different friends meeting us at different checkpoints. And you're allowed to have people run with you, so various people came and did like 10k with us. So it was a real kind of really enjoyable day, and everybody was really supportive. And yeah, we really enjoyed it. I mean, probably training-wise, we probably didn't train that well. We didn't know much about ultra running, but you know, we really enjoyed the day. That was uh, really good. That's awesome. That's excellent. And actually, where does that route take you? Yeah, it's South Down. So it goes from um, QE Park all the way to the Brighton Race Course. And obviously in our training ah. runs, we'd um, recce'd quite a few of the legs of it as well. So we'd drive out somewhere and we'd run part of the South Downs as training routes. I'm sure I think you yeah. know that route quite well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, I was going to say it's a really such a good idea to go out and actually do recce, recce yeah. so you don't look at some of the hills on the race day and go, oh my goodness, we have to go up that. It's, it's always have have a good idea of, of you know, what's being laid out in front of you. But yeah, I know I that path we, very well. It's, yeah, um, it's really it's, enjoyable, it's isn't route. it? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, so really, I think really, we were really the um, the second civilian team that, that year, so we were pre- quite pleased because obviously a lot of Gurkhas um, enter it and, you know, win because they're machines okay yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> very strong <laughs> absolutely but no okay. the finish was lovely you come you run down into um the race course for that was great i think we just made it before night time oh brilliant I've, i think i've done 
I've done that that same finish on the London to Brighton 100k as well. You come into the racetrack, Absolutely. and it's um, what a great feeling that is seeing seeing is. the seeing the long track that you run up to to the finish line. Yeah, oh, and obviously they um, um they put on food for you at the end and things like that. So that's nice. Yeah, they're they're really good those events. All the all the kind of feed stations and the volunteers and stuff are always really friendly. I guess there's more time in those races to have conversations with people and chat whereas absolutely it's a, ro- a road marathon you're kind of you know you, you want your bottle and you're moving on type thing so, absolutely it's completely um, different yeah How, was your um you mentioned you ran the south downs way marathon in in 2010 was uh that i think that's at a really hot time of year isn't it it's kind of june time that was very warm but again um because we were doing that as a training run for the trail walker we kind of I did it with one of those friends and we kind of looked at it as just a training run so we just thought we'd just do what we can really and just treat it as a training run but yes that's very warm and very exposed in parts Mm, absolutely Absolutely. yeah I remember a friend running that and telling me that you know he was it's the hottest he'd ever been running and the most uncomfortable and you know you often hear of people kind of having to peel off on the side of the road and just fall under a tree for a few minutes (laughs) because it gets yes well actually my um my hottest day was I did that London a couple of years ago when it was really hot. So that uh, that beats any race, I think, in terms of heat. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. London can okay, can get really warm. Um, yeah. that's, that's April, is it? I'm, I'm never good that's with the right. dates. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, um, what did you do? I'm interested to know, like, what you did for nutrition on those races, because obviously being being so different to a to a marathon where maybe you're taking gels or or a or yeah. a kind of drink out. How, how did you eat and, and kind of feed yourself on those on those longer runs? So um, on the uh, trail walker, like you said, they've got really good feed station with lots of food there. I think we'd practice with just proper food, really. And we had friends bring us, you know, we just had we actually stopped at the feed station just to spend five minutes for food. I mean, things like pasta salad, just proper food, really. Mm. I think the minute you're going to be out for longer than a marathon distance, you need proper food because otherwise... You just um you know you just can't get enough calories in really so it was you know pasta it was cakes it was you know um drinking lots of you know squash and things like that so yeah definitely proper food on those um, yeah, for so sure. i must say i'm one for the marathon I, I do rely on on gels and jelly babies for the marathon just because i find that's um generally i'm racing a marathon and i feel i can't stomach proper food if i'm running fast so i yeah. do use gels and jelly babies and they work fine over that distance for me but yeah anything longer definitely you know malt loaf pasta things like that yeah have you have you by any chance ever tried in fact i think it's only a new new relatively newish product but there's a new product called tailwind which is um pretty good which runners seem to be using more of no no what's that well it was um i I mean i I found out about it originally because I'd had such a bad experience with nutrition in in the London to Brighton a few years yeah. ago, and I was kind of looking around online for some some nutrition options. And this this product came up that had been developed out of the the US for people who specifically suffer with um I guess gut problems while yeah. while ultra running. And it's a powder which um is really strange because you put it into your bottles and you pour the water into it, and it and it dilutes so quickly, which I guess kind of gives me the idea that once it's in your in your gut it's, yeah. it's easily digestible as well absolutely um and it's they one of their it's really really good stuff for, for for longer than kind of four five six hour runs it's um it's brilliant and yeah i think their motto is um this is all you need all day that's it there's basically like 
I, I, I ran that. with it once for 26 and a half hours and I, wow. I, I didn't even want any food afterwards. I was, it just kind so of fed me the whole day. Up. Absolutely. It, you just, it, almost like not filling up, but you just don't, the craving for food doesn't come. It's almost like, um, That's there's a, there's a stuff that people eat in, in shake form. I call it Huel. It's what, I guess yeah. it's almost like Huel in a way, but more designed Ooh, for, for runners. And, yeah. Yeah. Have, I think have, the, have um, a look at it. It's worth a try. Yeah. yeah. The trick is to is to eat while you still can, because obviously you can get to the stage where if you've gone past that stage and you can't eat, then, you know, that's it. You've uh, you're in trouble, aren't you? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you leave it too long, you're yeah, you're going to you're going to be suffering for an hour or two until you until it kind of goes through the system. But yeah, I've um, tricky one. I myself have switched from I've switched from kind of like liquid liquid drinking to gels back to liquids. Then I've gone to tailwind and I've now. I've been back and forth so many times that I literally stick to real food. So I, I yeah. give my body, I, I put in my mouth whatever my mouth wants to put me to put in there. So yeah. um, whatever I see at the feed station, I want. Um, and I keep a rough idea of, of whether I'm getting a little bit of salt in, in maybe some crisps yeah. or something, just just so I know what's what, roughly what I've eaten. But generally, yeah. it's it's what I fancy because that, that's the, that's the, mostly what makes me feel sick. I so. do think the salt is really important as well. And I haven't quite found the solution to that. I know some people take salt tablets um but you know especially on the hot day I think that is the the thing that's hard I know um one of the joggers that I've trained with they take um salted cashew nuts with them which I'm not sure how sounds good but I'm not sure I'd be able to chew them as I run but it's just finding something that works for you isn't it absolutely it's it's completely individual and the other thing that I've mentioned as well on, on other shows is that it's it's the it's the permanently changing configuration so what works one day in a training run yeah. won't work the next absolutely. day won't work in the next race so that's why I've kind of said to my body you know you tell me on the day what you want and I'll yeah. and I'll give you roughly that so <laughs> and that's what's difficult um, about marathons and ultras isn't it you can mm. do everything you can and then on the day something else happens that's it. Part, part of the puzzle, part of the fun, part of the stories yeah. afterwards. So that's the spice of life, as I say. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Noel, move, moving on a bit to um, obviously a, a big, big part of your of your life and um, a, a probably a big, big change and stuff in your in your life as well. 2011 to 13, um, huge yeah. change, especially for your schedule, I'm sure. Yeah. So you, you had your first child in, in 2011 and then your second in 2013. Yeah. Um, yeah. I tried to. How, um, how did that all change? Yeah. Well, I tried to keep running, you know, when I was pregnant, I kind of thought, you know, you just do what you feel. I think I managed to keep running till about 26, 27 weeks and then it just didn't quite feel right. So I I still did lots of swimming, lots of walking. And then I was, you know, quite determined to get back. And I think after um, Leah was born, I think I might have done the race for life when he was nine weeks old, the 10K, you know, just to feel that I can still, you know, this is still something that I can do. Um, Yeah. I must say I didn't I didn't feel the love of it when I uh, was came back to it you know just being tired all the time and I possibly yeah, kind sure. of rushed back into it but it just felt like I needed to do something which was part of my old life so I didn't actually ever run with a buggy because I kind of wanted it to be a bit of me time um, mm. but yeah just kind of I think I managed to do after Leah was born I managed maybe I think it was one of Rob Piggott's half marathon I think I managed to do that but it was it was hard going really and I didn't really enjoy it that much and then I had um, my second son and then I was even more tired (laughs) and it it felt it still felt quite a slog really and then um, 
a few months after he was born, I was um, diagnosed with an underactive thyroid, which is an autoimmune condition, which kind of explained the tiredness. Um, right. But it meant that I've got to um, take um, the thyroid hormone because essentially my body's attacking my thyroid. So it doesn't make enough of the thy- thyroid hormone, which makes you very tired. So obviously that's not great when you're looking after children or wanting to run, really. Um, And that took a few years to kind of try and get the balance right. Um, But, you know, as I've learned over the years, um, autoimmune conditions do well when you're generally healthy. So keeping up the exercise and eating healthily will help as well. So it's kind of all tied in, really. Right. Um, Okay. uh, You know, just making sure you keep that up as well. Um, So, yeah, and it really running then became a bit of me time really and I had a friend who was in a similar uh, situation with me and she's the one that came to do the Paris marathon when I went back to it and we trained together so it was nice to have that really to have somebody to run with to have you know a goal and then I think I went back to joggers properly I think when my youngest Max was two and then I was kind of really determined then that I would um just improve and run some good times and there was a really good group of girls at the time who came to the jogger session and we'd all do the speed work together and push each other on so it was you know really nice and supportive but we had that element of competition as well which was nice and that kind of helped me to you know knock some times down and just you know gear up to some pbs which was nice cool brilliant so it sounds like yeah you had a you had a kind of I guess a bump, a bump in the road for the couple of couple of the years there with the running then. Yeah. So, and then kind of yeah, came I, back I, to it. Yeah. Did you did you listen to Debbie Pentland's uh, interview I did, that I did? Actually, yes. She's got lots of interesting things to say about. You know, she's a great inspiration actually because I've read one of her books. She's got lots of good things to say about how to keep healthy and how important exercise is and eating well really. Was that the book that she mentioned on the on the on the podcast or I mentioned in, yes. in my post afterwards? Yes, yes, it's, it's, okay. she's written it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, like you, huge inspiration. And she had, she had touched on on some of the top some of the topics that you mentioned there with with regards to her health and stuff. So it was it was yeah. very interesting chatting to her and and finding out. But you know, that's kind of one of the one of the reasons why why this podcast kind of inspired me to start because you know there are there are people like yourselves who have been through you know pregnancy and birth and kind of getting back to running and and various health issues and listeners out there who, who listen who may be going through the same things will you know get a little Absolutely. bit more information or maybe be and able actually, to even get you know, in touch with yes you, you know yeah. I've been faster since having children than I was before but I think that's because you know you become a bit more determined and also you have less time so the time you have is more precious if you've only got you know one hour to run you've got to make the most of that time whereas you know before you mm. have children you can be a bit lazy can't you you can think oh I'll go another day I'll go tomorrow yeah well done for sticking it out and getting 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 through all that because you know like you say it's you could easily go the other way and just say you know I, you know life's too hard it's like you know there's there's lots of pressures now with family and Absolutely. schedules and stuff that it's it's easy to kind of back up but you seems that you kept you kept at yes. it and uh, yeah you, you really got yes. back to it what was it like getting back to kind of like the social evenings of training with the club and stuff was it quite nice 
Yeah, that was nice. It's always juggling and uh, seeing which days you can go. So it might be that, you know, there was times when I could only go once a week. So I'd try and go on the Tuesday night, which was the speed work, because that's the bit that's harder to do on your own. So just having that kind of motivation. And no, that was great just to have that time and to chat to people and to do something together. Yeah, yeah. And and after that time, you you said obviously you were you were running marathons like you'd done Abingdon. Um, you'd you'd gone yeah. off and run Paris again with a group of uh, people as well. That's and, right, and that yeah. got my qualifying time for London. So that's when I started doing London because I got my good for age at Paris. That's what I was going to ask you because I've noticed that you've done London so many years in a row. So you'd obviously <laughs> qualified for good for age for for a number of times in a row. Well, yeah, and I think you know you either love London or you hate it it's a bit marmite isn't it and I love London and the yep. first year that I went to do it um I remember chatting to a lady in the good for age tent who you know she's probably in her 50s she said yes I've been doing it for 20 years and I think well I kind of feel the same way I think if I can keep running a time that lets me and they're going to let me do London I think you know I'm going to keep doing it it feels like a real privilege to be able to go and run it and you know yeah the whole day I love the day of it and actually it's such a cheap race if you can get in it's easy mm -hmm. you know you can get up there for the day and it's just such an amazing day that you know I would encourage anyone if they get a chance to do it to do London yeah absolutely I mean I'm, I'm, I'm one of the Marmite people in the, in oh, the yeah. other camp so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I, I will go back one year and try it again but uh, yeah I didn't, didn't have such a such a good experience in fact I you know similar to your story earlier about when you had the horrible horrible yeah. race day um, that was that was that was me that day in London. I yeah. just um yeah didn't get on with it. Absolutely, had a shock, and had a it shocking is race. yeah, it is overwhelming sometimes. Some people find it too much. Even I, towards the end, I find the noise a bit. You know, it is so loud. Mm -hmm. Um, it is difficult. But you know, you've got to, the crowds are amazing, and you think you know all these people are here cheering people on. There's people doing it for the first time. It is quite humbling, really. Yeah, I think I think you, you know, you've maybe hit the nail on the head there a little bit is is depending on what frame of mind you yourself yeah. are in depends on whether or not you're going to see the crowd noise as a benefit or a or a yeah. negative. So, um, you know, for me, it was it was, you know, the rain cloud was over my head Too and much. I was taking yeah. in all that stuff in a negative way. And, and, you know, whereas I could have flipped it around in my mind, but just just one of those days, really. Yeah, um, it's just give or take. Yeah, isn't it? A, I mean, the first year I ran um at around 20 miles this lady overtook me and she must have been about 60 and uh and funny I saw her at the end and I thought Do you know what if I can keep if I can keep going and you know if I can be that lady in 10 years time in 20 years time you know this is what I still want to do yep so, so what so name uh Noel do you have um your PB set at London or or another another event yes it is London I think I did 322 wow um Good. and then I kind of had my heart set on 315 mm -hmm. um and the next year it was kind of all going well I think I did a PB at the Great South and I did a PB at Gosport Half so I was kind of you know on a roll thinking looking at all the charts thinking well technically I can do 315 because I've done these times in a 10 mile yep. and a half marathon and it was a year that um where we had that freakishly hot day that had been practically snowing three weeks before, but on the day of London was just really, really hot. Okay. So that put those plans to bed. You know, you can you can train all you want and everything can be perfect. And then on the day, it's just mm. different, isn't it? 
Absolutely, yeah. I, I I know. I think for a couple of years in a row, I've know know a lot of people who have kind of complained about the heat at London and just saying that it was a little yeah. bit too much. Probably, I think it's just coming out of the winter winter training period. You know, you're not your body is Absolutely. not used to the heat, and if it was at the end of the summer, you might you might be a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, and I remember on the morning we were going up on a bus with joggers, and Tony Conway was there, and he's kind of like the marathon guru. So I was like, Tony, what should I do? Because you know, do I start a bit? slower than I anticipated just to make up for the heat do I start a normal pace and his advice which I took was um you know stick to the plan until you can't run the plan anymore so I, I tried to do that on the day mm-hmm. I set off a marathon you know planned marathon pace and I did 10 miles and then I thought I'm pretty good at judging what I can and can't do and that kind of felt you know enough so I just gradually slowed it down but you know, I was pleased at the end that I managed to just finish it and not end up, you know, fainting on the side because there was lots and lots of people who that happened to, really. Yeah you, see, yeah, you see a lot of that at, um, at, yeah. at, at events like London because there's so many different kind of, um, you know, different, so many different people entering of, of all different abilities and people that have done no training and loads of training and Absolutely. maybe an idea in the future. Um, Noel is to get in touch with uh, Portsmouth Uni and see if they can stick you for some heat training in the heat oh, chamber yes. they have. <laughs> that would be good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but we Prepare had, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we, um, but even our really fast runners who were aiming for three hours that year, they were finished in, you know, nearly an hour later, kind of thing. So it was really, really, really hot that day. Yeah, well, I, th- I don't know if that was actually the same year I was there or whether I went a year earlier, but I, I, th- I think I took a bus up with some of the joggers, um, Richard yeah. Bailey, uh, Rob Yeah, that's Ford, right, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think I remember trying to stick on their on their heels for a little while, which is probably where I went wrong, because I'd just come back off of holiday. <laughs> so yeah. they were all running, they were all aiming for three hours, and I kind of stuck with them for a little while, and, and then yeah. it, it all just went pear-shaped, so yeah, big mistake. Think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Noel, in in uh, in 2019, you um you ran the Serpent Trail, which is a race that I've yeah. seen so many postings about, and I've really wanted to go off and do try their 100k. But the, yeah. you did the 50k race last year. Is that on the same yeah. day as the 100k? Yeah. It is the same day, and it's one of those races where you get a bit of everything. The uh, 100k sets off really early in the morning. I think it's about six, and then they do okay. a 50k and a half marathon and a 10k as well. Um, oh, right. Obviously, the 100k does the whole of the Serpent Trail, and the 50k you get dropped off halfway. Um, the plan originally had been to do the 50k then, and to try and go for the 100k this year, because okay. I, um, uh, myself, and um, three of the other joggers that we ran together were turning 40 this year. Yep. Um, obviously, it's all a bit different this year, but. Um, it was it's a lovely race it's really beautiful I don't know if you've ever run around the Serpent Trail no I've not unfortunately no. I, want I to. mean I hadn't either and we kind of went out we did lots of recce's on like Thursday nights of the different bits of the course and it is really really beautiful um yeah. and then on the day again it was a really warm day um and um yeah it was just really tough just the heat and the hills and everything and um mm. It was enjoyable and we managed it and we ran as a team, all four of us, and there was the feed stations and everybody, you know, that whole kind of chatting to people along the way was really enjoyable. But it was quite a it was quite a tough day. And the the finishers um who were coming in kind of after us, the hundred K has said the first fifty K is actually hillier than the second fifty K. So it kind of made us think twice about whether to try out okay. for the hundred K. Sounds like a, a tough race. <laughs> 
how how did those um I've, I've been keen to ask and I, and I haven't actually um spoken to anybody about who's done the race yet but how did it compare hill wise to the actual south downs way path i think um it's probably not too far off but it did feel hillier but the differences with the serpent trail is the terrain as some of it is proper sandy path which is obviously really difficult to run in it feels like you know you're running through mud and things like that so it's just a different um terrains really some of it is through lovely wooded forest but a lot of it is out in the open again so really hot so it's more kind of you know other parts of it which made it um difficult really but amazingly as we were coming up to finish the 50k the winner the the person who was in first position for the 100k overtook us bearing in mind they'd left I think two hours before us but they'd covered 100k in an amazing time really yeah (laughs) really awe-inspiring yeah do you know do you know do you know who who had won the men's and female race that day for the 100k and 50k no I didn't I think there were local runners um but no, I don't know okay. the names. But yeah, amazing, amazing runners, really. Oh, I'm, I'm super excited to try that one. Maybe it one for lovely. next year. Yeah. yeah, absolutely love it. Um, now, talking about races and stuff, uh, you, I, I realised in your in your um, write up that you'd sent me that you are the run or raced. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say run director because that's that's park run terminology. You're yeah. the race director yeah. for the Purbrook Ladies Five Mile Race. That's right. Yeah. The, and um, you've been doing that now for two races, years. Yeah. Hmm. how did you how did you come about to take on that take on that role as race director and um um, but yeah well this has been going for quite a few years and the lady who went before us claire fleming who the um on the west um she'd done a great job with it but i think she, um, she was getting more involved with on the ri- whistle races and they were taking up more of her time so she kind of offered yeah. it to anyone else in the club and um so my friend Rachel and i who run a lot together um decided that we'd take it on so obviously it was already set up so we didn't Brilliant. have to do any of that but um yeah we've really i mean made it a popular race within the joggers and she introduced um weekly training runs so six weeks before the race on a wednesday night we run training around the course for ladies and for anyone really ladies men anybody can come along and just run the course um okay. which is you know really nice we you know we get out from kind of lovely summer evening and we run around the chain so i think that's what makes a popular race the people like yeah. that and they get to know us and um you know we have people who come along and they want to try out it's great it's a really good idea ladies who are just their first so it's just a way of giving back really yeah, fantastic can, can you take as a, as a race director can you take us through what what your day is like from from when you wake up to when you finish at the end what, what kind of challenges and and things do you have to do on that day Oh, it's exhausting. Although most of the work is <laughs> is, um, is done before race day, you know, we yeah. kind of start about you know January time in terms of all the logistics of you know ordering medals and informing the police, the race license, all of that. 
but yeah race day mm-hmm. starts quite early we you know we go and map out the the route do the water station and you know we try and delegate a lot of the jobs to it's all Portsmouth joggers volunteer who help us on the day um so yeah the course has to be mapped out and signed water station set up and then set up the finish area and get all the um, timings ready and then the number distribution so it's quite full-on from about 7 a.m really and then we kind of finish up around just after lunch usually so it's quite a tiring day wow it's it sounds it sounds i always see race directors and they just look knackered at the end of the day so i can imagine there's lots going through your mind you know looking after the runners making sure everyone's safe and no one gets injured and all sorts of things making sure the route's okay and do, yeah. do you ever have um do you mark out the route itself or do you uh or does everyone kind of know where that is uh no so we'll do um yeah no we'll put signs up and we'll mark out on the roads the mile markers as well i mean most people who come to do it have done it previously or they will at least come on one of the training runs just to check out the route as well um i mean obviously it's more of an issue if the front runners have not done it before, we usually have a lead bike as well, just to yep. show them the way. But um, you know, if if we usually get a few fast ladies, um, uh, Emma Jolly, Emma Montiel, quite often come down so they know the routes. But it's just making sure that they know where they're going if they're at the front. Mm. Have you ever had people changing signs or taking signs down and swapping arrows around? We've not had that, although, you know, I've heard that on other races, but luckily that's not um, happened to us, which will be um, quite frustrating. But we tend to just have marshals on every turn. So hopefully you would hope that if that happened, then, you know, we'd still have people there in place to direct runners. Cool. Yeah, that's good. Sounds sounds good. I think I think it's also great that there's that there's options out there for for the female runners for races that, that are just kind of female runners themselves, because. I think it's great to encourage more more people to run, which is good as well. So it's it's almost Absolutely. like I'm not going to say safe and safer environment because I know safe, r- races are safe and generally and stuff. But I think it's yeah. it's a really good kind of environment that people can kind of it's you know into their first race if they just want to try it out Absolutely. first. Absolutely, and, and um, the ladies, you know, they they really enjoy it. And like I said, you know, we get a handful of really fast ladies who are kind of you know going round in 30 32 minutes and then you know we'll have ladies who you know this is their first five mile you know up to about you know an hour and a half really you know kind of doing a run walk but you know it's such an achievement yeah. for them because it is quite a hilly course it's not easy and it's usually warm and you know they just feel like they've really achieved something and they appreciate their medals so it's really yeah. nice to see and be part of that well I've, I've i've got some i'm sure you have lots and lots of good uh, good words said about the race but i know some friends who who go off and, and do the run as well and they always like say really really great things about it and they always love the day and actually um my friend uh, my good friend next door uh, louise gave me her purbrook five ladies buff and it's one of my oh, favorites yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really stretchy and i've i've actually worn yeah. that buff on uh, on I think 300 mile races now I just wear it around my wrist yeah and it just it gets everything thrown at it it's disgusting yeah well that's good (laughs) well you know it was really popular (laughs) this year we sold out in three hours all our places so it is really popular yeah (laughs) but thankfully most um we 300 so we're not a big race but we kind of want to keep it small because once you kind of go much bigger than that you have to have road closures and chip timing and things like that and i think it's a nice nice feel for it to be not too big a race 
Okay. And I guess there's always probably 10, 10%-ish people that, that, that don't enter each year anyway. So maybe... Yeah. Yes, yes. And, okay. you know, we kind of allow kind of swaps and refunds up to, you know, when we can to try and allow as many mm. people to enter as possible. That's really good. Brilliant. Um, in ter- in terms, I just wanted to quickly touch on, because I know we mentioned the junior park run earlier, but you do you do a fair few park runs yourself as well. I guess Lakeside is your, looking at your Power of 10 profile, Lakeside's your, your local. Yes lakeside yeah um yeah i had a really good kind of it's kind of goes up and down a park run in terms of attendance you know you have times when you go all the time and times when you don't go as much as you know when the kids were younger it was quite an easy one to just nip out and do and as they've got older and they've started their own saturday morning activities it's one of those things that sometimes doesn't fit in park runs so we kind of do them as we can but like i said my oldest son then started doing park runs so it's quite nice to do them with him as well and even sometimes when it's marathon training try and stick a park run in the middle of your long run or towards the end I've done that before as well just to you know run 10 miles before and then finish with park run or something like that yeah such such a good idea I'm I'm a big fan of doing that and it's uh, it's a great way kind of to finish those last three agonizing miles normally absolutely (laughs) you know you just put a bit of a push in so you know it's lots of different things you can do with park run isn't there yeah I, I quite it's strange that I, I really look forward to to those mornings where you do the long run first because you're you know all the way through the long run you know it's going to get tough at the end but then when you know that you're going to look forward to seeing your mate your mates and your friends and and, and meet some meet some new Never faces chat. yeah it just kind of motivates you to get to get to the end so it's, um, it's pretty and good then, fun to you do know, if you can get your long run done by about 10 o'clock on a Saturday you kind of feel like you're winning really don't you uh, so, yeah, until you fall asleep on the sofa. Afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but we had um, um, we had my father-in-law uh, started running in the last couple of years, and um, he did the very last Lakeside Park run that was running before lockdown. He managed to do his 50th, and he's oh, wow. just um, turned 81. So we've kind of got the whole family doing it now. So it's just really nice to have that time that you can meet up with people. That's brilliant. What, what's yeah. your father-in-law's name? Uh, Colin Towner he's got his time down to about I think 34 minutes his PB so he's pretty pleased fantastic that's great and at, yeah at 81 it's just it's brilliant so that's why I love parkrun you know you just there's no there's no limits really you know it's Absolutely. it's there it's friendly it's welcoming it's anybody can take part and yeah it's, it's wonderful that's I took um I, I took my mom when my mom was really ill uh last year i took her down and um she was in a wheelchair for a, for a few weeks so i took her down and kind of gave her a push around around south sea which is quite fun so um she has one finish <laughs> on her barcode <laughs> oh, which is fun so yeah, she loved that yeah brilliant yeah. uh no well that's been fantastic just looking looking at the future um what what races and goals do you still have that you want to achieve in the future well 2020 feels quite empty doesn't it i mean you know it'd it be does. great at, <laughs> yeah it would be great to, you know, attack the marathon again and to think, oh, can I still do, you know, if I train properly, can I do a 315? You know, that's still out there. Um, you know, I'll still do London. Um, you know, so at the moment, it kind of feels like there isn't really anything in the plan, but that's quite nice, really. But, you know, once things are back to normal, I think back on the marathon training will be nice, back targeting a time Good. and just, you know, trying out different races, really. I feel I've done Brilliant. so many. I kind of don't always feel the need to do races now because I've done a lot of the local ones. Um, but yeah, it's nice yeah. to do 
it's nice to do different things you know if ever you go on a holiday to try and find a race that's always nice as well uh hol- holidays uh holidays are not a mare for me well they're not a mare they're, they're easy because i basically just throw in my running kit and I, I live or run in my running kit when i'm on holiday yeah. that's it so <laughs> it's always good fun oh brilliant that's yeah. that's excellent well uh, yeah i wish you all the best with uh with the future races and i think it's great that you you seem to have like a really balanced uh, and enjoyable kind of attitude towards the running which is great and yeah. not only that but you, you seem to also have goals that you're chasing but you're not taking yeah. it too seriously which is fantastic that's really good. Yeah. Um, I always end with some recovery run questions, uh, yeah. as you know. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and uh, and fire those off if that's all right. Uh, yeah. What is your favourite route to run in and around Portsmouth? Um, well, I always do the round the island if it's marathon training because that's from my house it tends to be about 15, 16, and you can always add in loops to make it you know the distance that you want. Um, cool. But otherwise, from here, I'll do um, the marshes. Fountain marshes is lovely. Oh, that's or, good. Yeah. Um, you know, if I run with a dog, take him down to Fox's Forest or to the Billy Line as well. Those are lovely runs just to try and mm-hmm. get out and see the sea, really good spots especially yeah. the marshes love the marshes it's great yeah uh, what lovely. shoes are you currently running in um i run in mizuno's they're just neutral shoe and i have done for years and i just keep buying the same shoes every time because that's what works for me and i don't get too many injuries so stick to what you know that's good that's good i think when you find yeah i've said it before when you find the shoe that works for you that's yeah. that's great and uh you know, I, I think yeah, maybe in the future you can try a pair of hockers because I always tell people that. <laughs> I know, but I'm a bit scared because they look so different. They like proper platform shoes. Look, look, yeah. at, look at like when you when you first see them. But uh, I think for your for your long running, maybe it might, might be might be worthwhile if you ever if you ever yeah. get the chance. I always um it's become a bit of a joke with me really because um a lot of my friends call me call me Mr Hocker because I'm always yeah. <laughs> I'm always running in the shoes and stuff so absolutely that's why I always ask that question <laughs> yeah it's just um, you know it's a worry trying something different isn't it I know it is and, and like you say you know if, if it's if it's not broken and you're enjoying yeah. it don't don't need to yeah. fix it so uh what's your favorite post-race routine uh, whether it's a meal or relaxing or, or tv or whatever what do you like to do um, after a race well I don't really get to relax much I'm usually straight into kids and doing something else and going out so it's just quick shower but I always try and eat something within that hour really just to otherwise I, I feel a bit ill later on in the day um okay generally I have my favorite is like scrambled eggs smoked salmon um spinach and bagel or something like that just a bit of protein and carbs really and a cool. coffee oh sounds good like it like like an eggs, like an eggs Benedict kind of thing. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. But always coffee. Cool. Uh, could you recommend something to to any other runners listening out there? Perhaps maybe like a piece of kit that you particularly like, or or some shoes you like, or clothing, or it could be a film or a book or anything. Um, I must say, in the winter, I always run with my um. I've got a gilet with pockets in and I just find that for the long runs because I get quite yep. cold and I'm not one of those that just oh you'll warm up just really feel the cold in the winter so you can always layer it and then just use the pockets for everything you need on the long run like gels sweets you know phones everything good idea so, yeah I'm just cool wear my gilet the whole of winter <laughs> brilliant uh favorite race that you've ever run oh that's tricky um <laughs> 
I mean, I love London. You know, I'm always going to love London as a race. I think it's a great day. But in terms of local races, um, I've always enjoyed doing the, I don't know if you've ever done it, Hailing Billy Five. Never it's done it, but usually, I know it's just a five mile race up and down the Billy on a Wednesday night in June. Really low key, but generally really enjoyable, lovely views and, you know, just nice small race. And you see lots of friendly faces. Cool. What GPS what are you currently running with? Are you are you Garmin, Coros, Sunto? I'm Garmin. Again, Garmin Garmin's watch. always done me well, and the, you know it's always worked for me. So stick to what you know. Good. Then, yeah. Cool. Uh, do you measure in miles or kilometers? Miles. Yeah, always miles. done it in miles. So cool. I can't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't do the switch. It doesn't work. Brilliant. And and lastly, can you uh, is there anyone um, or anything in life that's inspired you to keep running or racing? Could be like a, a coach or somebody at club or family or whatever. Um, yeah, I think you know there's lots of celebrities that are um, you know that are encouraging you, but I think you know I've mentioned Tony Conway quite a few times. You know he does really always motivate us at joggers. You know he's I think he turned. 60 about a year ago and he's still run out there running marathons and you know he was aiming for his hundreds that he would have done this year you know it's a real inspiration Mm. and to think you know if I can still run marathons in 20 years time I'll be I'll be happy it's just you know a good example of if you keep doing something you'll be able to keep on doing it that's, that's great. And it's a really good suggestion as well. But very well timed because I'm neither going to confirm or deny that he might be coming on the show soon. Oh, so. well, I think he'll, he'll make a very interesting uh, person to talk to. He would indeed. He would indeed. Um, as, as a race director yourself and, and a runner local to the area, obviously, um, you know a lot of the running community and through Portsmouth joggers and stuff. Is there anything like you'd finally like to say about the running community in Portsmouth? Well, I think, you know, um, it was quite evident in lockdown, especially in those first few weeks when we were just running on our own, you know, just every time, pretty much every time I went out on a long run, just to see a familiar face that you were able to say hi to, even if you're not sure what their name is, you know, oh, that's a Baffins runner, or that's, you know, that's somebody I've seen at Park Run. And, you know, just pretty much every week able to say hi to people and everywhere you run, you know, you're going to bump into somebody. And that's just, you know, really nice and supportive, isn't it? I think. We're so lucky. We've got so many park runs mm. and so many that are going to spring up, I think, hopefully, once this is all over, that we're very lucky with lots of routes. Cool. Brilliant. Noel, thank you so, so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been great chatting and hearing about all your running. Um, and well, I hope to see you out at some point, maybe around the marshes or, or going around the islands. Absolutely. Like yeah, absolutely. Sure. Really appreciate it. Lovely to speak to you. Thank you so, so much and look after yourself and enjoy your running. Take care. Thank you.